0: Song we all know and love, Blau and Weiss, ein Leben lang. Hallo, meine Lieben, wie geht's? Willkommen zum das einzige Schalke Podcast auf Englisch. That's right, folks, officially the world's only English Schalke Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Carmen. Let me start off by thanking you for tuning back to our show. Schalke fans are some of the greatest fans in the world, many of whom speak English. This pod aims to bring you the latest from the Royal Blues. Talk to the English-speaking fans in the club and get their point of view across, and bring you game highlights. We will also pick out articles on the club and talk a little bit about them. Before I introduce our guests, let me apologize. I've been away on a long vacation out of town, uh, touring the southern Southern states. Uh, it was much needed. However, our shock of listeners have been in withdrawal from our podcast goodness. So that is so no worries. This is my, that was my last long vacation for a while. So I'm back for the I'm back for the long haul. All right, all right. Okay, I'm not going to do this alone. As I said, um, I'm going to bring on the Schalke fans. You know, we bring on Schalke fans, get the point of view across, uh, and that's what we're doing here tonight. Please welcome back to the show, Daniel Arzola. How have you been, man?
1: I've been pretty good. How are you doing, Richard? Welcome pretty, back.
0: I've been pretty good. Yeah, I've been out out of action. So uh, I'm still, still following Schalke, but just, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I was, a little, I was way a little longer than I thought I was going to be.
1: Uh, no worries. As long as you're representing wherever you go, so that's good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, uh, how have you been enjoying the season so, so far? Uh, it's been pretty good.
1: I mean, obviously we're we're still trying to find you know our perfect identity, so it's it's just been good. I mean, I've loved I've loved the um, you know risks we're taking, and you know not loving some of the not risky things we're doing. But overall, <laughs> I mean, I'm satisfied where we're sitting. You know, just there in fourth place, not too far from the top so it's it's just been it's been really exciting i mean i know there's a lot of football left but I'm, I'm, i've still been enjoying it so
0: very good yeah i you know, me too man so uh, um, i'm excited to see how the rest of the season shapes up all right let's do the rundown of the podcast uh, we're gonna do a little recap of the minds match um we just had it here on friday uh talk a little about the table talk about our new manager tedesco tactics how the team looks um and what do you say let's take it away Oh yeah, let's take it away. Alrighty. So as we just said, we um, on Friday the boys Shaka Boys took on Mainz. Um, It was a end up being a good result for the boys. Um, it ended up being a 32 year old Tedesco against 39 year old uh, Sandro Schwartz for, um, for Mainz. Um, Schalke came out in a very familiar, familiar uh, formation, a 3 4 3. Really, it was like a 3 5 2. You had Fairman uh, in goal, the back three of Stambuli, Naldo, Kerer. Uh, then in the midfield, you had Kaligiri, Goretzka, Herit, Meyer, Ochipka. And Herrett was really more of like an attacking midfielder. Uh, then up top, you had DiSanto and Bergstaller. Um, what did you think of the formation when you saw that origin- When uh, before the game?
1: I mean, I, ca- I liked it. I mean, it's, it's kind of similar to some of the other ones that we probably had in the past. Um, but I just like the fact that, you know, we had Myron and I mean, he was kind of quiet, but I, w- I was hoping he would have done a little bit more, but I mean, I-, I just felt like we were in the formation ready to attack, but still had enough in the back with the three, um, Three defenders back there, you know. Now the Samboli and uh, Kerr. So, um, you know, it's 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 just a really good experiment, and I'm I'm glad that we we tried this lineup. And obviously, with the results, it was really good. So,
0: yeah, absolutely. Um, and let's get into the action. Um, you know, this lineup, what it provides is a lot of possession. It, it, it enables it really. Uh, so the guys have a chance to you know hold on to the ball for. Long periods of time during the game, except when they play, you know, like Bayern or, or or other possession teams. Um, the team they, they they started fairly they started fairly decent, um, controlling a lot of possession of the ball. Play started to open up a little bit. It was, you know, opportunities were coming hard to to come by really. Um, but then in the thirteenth minute, Burkseller got a loose ball, uh, and he slid a pass to Goretzka, and Goretzka ended up doing a chip shot for this goal. This is done Goretzka, it's Leon Goretzka. Superb. This is a young man who's in the form of his life. Leon Goretzka has taken off this season. That goal was the third game in a row with, uh, for Goretzka with a goal. That's ten goals in his last seventeen games for Schalke and Germany combined. Um, he's been on fire, man. Huh? What do you think of that? Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was
1: just a great uh, play overall. You know, Bergsaler just really pushed the ball when he got that ball in the you know, the middle of the field and it just really uh, opened up for Goretzka to be able to just go out there. And I just love the the shot the shot selection. I mean that little chip. Yeah.
0: And you know, it was chicky, just
1: perfect. Chicky. I mean I kinda had a little hiccup thinking, oh, but it just really went straight, you know, through his hands, the goalie's hands, right above him. So it was it was just a really well calculated shot. So and the defense was crashing out on him so it was just it was just a perfect opportunity and a perfect shot
0: yeah yeah it's uh i mean it's funny what confidence does if you know if this is like early on in his uh, streak he probably wouldn't have taken that shot but now he's had you know he's had a, he's had 10 goals in the last 17 games like i said um he's got a little bit of confidence now so he's feeling he can do a little bit of little trickery with his shots which is fine if you score him if you don't you look like yeah, a bozo exactly. you know
1: <laughs> exactly i mean like you said that confidence is going to help and I mean it's it's just great to great to see that in him. It just showed so.
0: Uh and I, I read a comment after the game about um from Goretzka saying that him and Burkseller had this, you know, is is good connection right now, they know where each other's gonna go. So he knew to be in the right place for where Burkseller was gonna give him the pass. So I mean that's good to see the guys are starting to come together now. Um so it's it's definitely that's definitely a positive we can take away from the game there.
1: Yeah, I mean the the per- the pass was perfect. I mean, and, and it's great to see that connection. Like you're saying, the fact that he was able to, you know, mention that that they they're having that connection. And I mean, I'm I'm hoping we see more of that for sure.
0: How happy are you to see uh, Burke Steller, you know, back in the lineup and, and then starting?
1: Oh, I love it. I mean, I know in our last podcast, you you know, you mentioned something about being really excited when we got him. Yeah, and you know, so I mean, I was just kind of a little. Skeptical because I really didn't know much about him personally, but I mean, I'm just I'm glad we're having him in the lineup. He's he's definitely making a difference. I mean, I know it's only his third goal, I think.
0: Yeah. For
1: yeah. the season, but uh, or I mean, obviously that that comes later. But <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. But I mean, it's just really exciting. I think it is a def- definitely a different. Um, he's different. He's definitely a different player and brings a little bit more to it um as far as our lineup
0: yeah the team is definitely different with him and it's it's different in a good way because uh he brings more scoring opportunities he has he's be able to um uh, control the ball a little bit more and spread it out to his teammates and then he can obviously finish um yeah not to be No, i know it's great to talk about goals every now and then but um uh in the 22nd minute naldo picked up a yellow card for a uh a tackle an aggressive tackle by um judged by Bibiana Steinhaus, the first female referee in the Bundesliga. What did you think of that uh, that play? Did you think it was a yellow? Did you think it was a little harsh? A little, it could have been worse? What you, do you think?
1: I mean, there's been a lot more, like, a lot harder tackles. So I was kind of a little frustrated. I mean, she did a great job overall. I know, you know, while I was watching it and following online, you know, a lot of Schalke fans were very upset about it. I mean, I was upset about it, but... Um, you know, I, I think she could have just kind of gave him a warning about it, but um, you know, he got the yellow and overall I, I think she did a pretty good job overall with with her her position that she was in, so
0: Yeah. Uh um I thought at first I was angry like like you were saying, um when he got the yellow, but then they showed the replay and I was like, Well his studs are kind of up. I mean I can see the yellow. I mean I probably would have given a warning But, um, hey, I mean, she, like I said, I thought she did fine during a match. You know, some people weren't too happy with her on her performance, but I thought it was fine. I mean, it's no worse than anybody else has done the seasons, uh, refereeing wise. So I gave her a little break. Yeah, exactly.
1: There's been a lot a lot worse reffing and like i said even online you know a lot of shaka fans or even just in general fans that were commenting on the game weren't very happy with her and just you know weren't being too nice about it but i i think overall she did a great job i was i was satisfied with with the way she she did what she did but again that now though i i think could have went another way i would have preferred a warning
0: <laughs> right right exactly no me too um, so the score would stay one nothing going into halftime. Looking at the statistics at halftime, Schalke had 62% of possession as opposed to 38 by Mainz. Um, that's expected when, when Schalke puts out a formation like they did. It's, uh, it's possession friendly, if you will. Um, Schalke had five shots to one over Mainz. Uh, they looked fairly comfortable in the, in the first half. I didn't, I didn't think Mainz had too many opportunities. Um, so overall, it was a decent first half. Um, Going to the second half um you can see Mainz had definitely more urgency in their game um they had more they definitely had more opportunities for for scoring chances in the second half than the first don't you think
1: oh yeah, they did they did and it was uh it was kind of frustrating like we you know we were kind of talking before we you know we started the podcast and it was just like you know i just felt like a lot of their shots were you know i think they only had like maybe one or two on target, but I think a lot of their shots were inside the box from what I remember. So it was just kinda like what are we doing defensively?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was definitely getting worried. I'm like, oh jeez, with one with a one goal lead, I know they say two goal lead is the worst lead in, in football, but yep. I'd rather have a two goal lead than a one goal lead because any bad mistake could tie the game. Um luckily for us in the sixty first minute um well I mean sorry in the sixty first minute Franco DeSanto and he nearly scored his first goal um, I think he hit it off the post. If I'm if I'm correct, um, I didn't realize he hadn't scored yet. But yeah, I mean, he's done decent since coming back in the lineup and back in the starting lineup. Um, he he was he was decent in his game. He wasn't he wasn't as uh as uh visible as Burkstaller or Goretzka, but uh, he did he did fairly well. What do you think about uh, how D- D- uh, santo did?
1: Um, yeah, like you said, uh, I didn't realize that he hadn't scored yet. You know, so it was just really surprising. I mean, I, I think he's been making himself a little bit more known coming in these last few games. So it was just really exciting. And I was, after I heard that, I was just like, oh, well, I really want him to score, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but
1: it just came off. I think it was the bar. I honestly, it's slipping my mind how it came off, but.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I thought I'm pretty sure it hit off the right post. Um and then, you know, chocolate kept on the pressure for the next ten minutes or so. Burke Seller actually had two opportunities. Um he, he came down and got a a shot off that was saved by the goalkeeper, another one where he actually tried to uh he should have shot, I thought, but he decided to pass the Konoplyanka, who came in for DeSanto and um uh the pass is thwarted by the defense. Uh, so you know the guy the guy the the, the players were doing they're doing well they're they're still attacking they're not sitting back on a 1-0 lead um and then like i said before in the you know to our benefit the boys extended their lead in the 74th minute off a corner kick uh Naldo who's great in the air went got the header over everybody he can jump over anybody um loose ball on the ground and Burkseller did what he normally does for Austria for the first time recently Chipka with the ball in. They're attacking it. Fabulous save by Adler. And in on the rebounds. And this time Guido Borgstaller does score. And he continues. He's fine run in front of goal. Borgstaller finally got his goal. He had two opportunities. Um, missed him earlier, but he didn't He didn't miss this one, did he? Hard, oh, he, no. Hard that, to miss him like five beat. feet out, huh? Oh, yeah. I mean, at first when that
1: corner came in the header, I was like, what? No. And then I, like, all of a sudden I see the goal goal win and, you know, I lost the last defender with the, with the goalie, you know, he was kind of standing right in front of the goalie. So I was just like, I walked away thinking he was going to get called off size, you know, I was waiting yeah, for that yeah, flag, yeah. but you know, it was just great to see like, Oh wait, no, that's good. It was just a great reaction by him, you know, coming from, from the back post and, you know, putting that in off the, ref- um reflect or oh, not the reflection, the, <laughs> You know the block and just putting it back in yep. in the back of the goal. So,
0: yeah, no, no it was it was good to see it as an as an authoritative finish. He even though he was like a couple yards out of goal, uh, out from the net, uh, he, he hit it as hard as he could. I guess he wasn't taking any chances. Um oh. That goal, as you said earlier, uh was his third goal of the season. Um, he's 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 starting he's starting to catch on fire. I read, I, I guess last year I didn't even realize this. He had. 26 goals in all in all competitions, which is which is a lot. I didn't realize that. And he, I mean, it's a great January pickup for him uh, last season by us. Um, The game would end two nothing. It wasn't without worry. There was um, plenty of moments in the second half where we thought mines could have scored. Um, The action started to open up more. The first half was very very tight knit. I would say defensively for Shaka, but they they definitely got a little lax goal and opened up in the second half. so uh, would you would you not agree with me that you thought Mines had a lot of opportunities in the second half?
1: Yeah, and, um, you know, like I was saying, that was kind of what was nerve-wracking because I know Kudrow came in, I think, in like the 79th minute, and he had that chance for um, – Mines crossed it over, and he had it – I think it was like the 81st minute, two minutes being in, and he almost headed it in, you know. And, I yeah, mean, he had yeah. the goalie beat. He just kind of hit it right outside of the – the goalpost. And, you know, like I tell you, I like doing my research and stuff. And it was just, it kind of reminded me of the last game when I was on against Hanover, which was a few weeks back. I know Jonathan's had just came in um and then two minutes later I think it was like in the 75th or 76th minute for them and he put that goal in to you know give them the lead against us right right and you know that was just kind of thinking like you know defensively we just got to be more prepared when we we have those subs and not not slack on the you know with that lead you know and so it was just kind of frustrating and good to see that he did miss that especially so late in the in the game because it would have definitely changed the game, you know, it would have probably switched, um, you know, a little bit more confidence over to mine. So
0: I couldn't agree. Won't, I couldn't agree more. Uh, so the game would end to nothing, you know, in our favor, another shutout for, for Farman. Uh, if you look at the statistics at full time, uh, Schalke has 60% of the possession as opposed to 40 for mines. Uh, shots were 14 to five in favor of Schalke corners, five to one in favor of Schalke crosses 17-5 to five in favor of, of Schalke. Uh, the rest of the statistics are fairly even. Um, there were three yellows in the game. All three were to Schalke. Naldo, as we said earlier, and then two in stoppage time. Koke, uh, he made his debut for the season, uh, and he was in not even a minute and he got a yellow card. Uh, I <laughs> and then Kalajiri got a yellow like a minute later after that. Um, some notes on the game. Shaka are actually unbeaten in their last five against Mainz. I didn't realize that. I knew it was at least three. Um, Goretzka's fourth, uh, was his, is his fourth goal of the season. It's actually his first from open play. It wasn't a set piece or anything like that. Um, one more, if, uh, Goretzka scores on, if he scores, when he scores his next goal, uh, it'll equal his tally for last season, which is, uh, which is good for him because he's in on fire, like we said. Yep. Um, nine of, uh, Burkstaller's 12 goals have come at Velton's arena. So a little bit of home cooking there, huh? Yep. <laughs> and like I said before, Koke made his season debut. Um, yeah. So what was your overall take from the game? Uh, you know, obviously the victory is the most important thing, um, but yeah, how did you see it? I know you, you're saying defensively, the team um, still has some stuff to work on, but I guess overall, what'd you take away?
1: Yeah. I mean, overall, I mean, I think this is a good lineup. I know we've tried, I mean, tried very various lineups this season and I mean I think this really worked and I mean I know it does depend on who you're playing you know if we're playing Bayern or Mainz or you know anyone else in the Bundesliga but I really liked this lineup I just think um, you know defensively like I said towards the end you know or in the second half you know we re- we gave up a little bit more than we did in the first and you know sometimes when you have that one goal lead you might uh, slack a little but Like you said, it's better to have that two or three goal (laughs) lead
0: to not be in the
1: the slack. But, um, you know, I'm just really interested to see what happens when, you know, McKinney is in full health and, you know, see what we're going to do as far as lineup wise. Because overall, I, I was happy with this lineup. It's just, you know, like I said, to see Meyer in the starting lineup and not really hear his name much throughout the game was kind of kind of a surprise personally for me.
0: Yeah, so I found I found this interesting, Um, and I guess this this switch has happened while I was gone. Um, Meyer was pushed more back into a defensive role uh, by Tedesco, and he seems to be doing well because you don't hear his name, which is good. If you're if you're playing a defensive way and you're not in a defensive uh, formation, I guess, or defensive uh, position, uh, if you're not if your name's not being heard that often, that's probably a good thing because you're not making a mistake. Um, oh true that. You know, and uh so he's been playing more of a defensive role kind of like the Bastian Schwein- Schweinsteiger uh played when he was at uh with Bayern many years ago. Um okay. and he seems to be very smooth. A couple times he had the ball, but like I said, he was very quiet. He had a couple of shots here and there, but um yeah, that may that may be ultimately a good thing cuz uh, he's trying a new position and maybe he's going to make it his own. He's not going to be an attacking midfielder anymore cuz they have so many options going forward. <laughs> Um, so maybe he can nestle into this little position and make it, like I said, make it his own and uh, keep the position away from uh, Johannes guys. You know, if he does ever come back from loan, um, from Sevilla. Um, yeah.
1: so yeah, no, that's a good. I guess point. that was my mistake. I didn't, I didn't realize that that no. he was
0: more of a defensive.
1: I didn't either. <laughs> I didn't no, I heard switch.
0: I heard it at the very end of the game, and I was like, "Oh, wow! I didn't, I didn't catch that." Um, but yeah, no, that's I, I, during the game. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, "Where is Meyer? I mean, he's been getting." He's been getting caps lately, but um, you haven't really heard his name much. And then, well, that would make sense now that are hearing from, uh, from Tedesco that he decided to put him more defensively and, and try him out that way. And I guess so far so good because um, they're on a three-game unbeaten streak, I believe now, overall in the league. So uh, that's good. Um, after the game, I saw a quote from uh, – they interviewed uh, Ralph Fairman, and they are asking him about Tedesco, and he said uh, – he has god given gift for coaching um sometimes you find people who can convince you of something when they tell you or explain something to you. He's got the gene from God um uh, he said in a short space of time he's really announced himself as a coach he has a brilliant knowledge of the game as well. He's one of the most complex coaches I've ever come across um that was pretty much that was pretty much a summary of what he said uh those are big words coming from from the uh, the Shaka captain what you say oh yeah,
1: oh yeah, I mean. Like I said, I, I'm. It's it's really good to hear that and to get that support. I mean, those words are just very powerful, especially him being so young, of a coach. You know, um, I didn't know much about him until he was actually hired earlier this year and had to do a little bit of research on him.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. And you know, um, it's just it's just good to see you know such a talented coach and so young and just getting such high praise from, you know from good players, you know, especially from, you know, when you get that from your or your, your players, I mean, that's just going to give you more boost and more confidence as such a young coach. So, um, like I said, I know he's been experimenting a lot and I I think it's good overall. I think it's, you know, towards the end of the season, I think it's going to be very helpful when we really nail what, you know, what he's really wanting to do with the team as far as pushing, uh, the top team. So,
0: Absolutely. Um, I saw a couple quotes from Tedesco after the game. Um, overall, his overall demeanor was that you know we dominated the matchup. Uh, so here's some of the things he said: um, We control the tie. We didn't want to turn the game into a physical battle, as that's what they're that's when they're dangerous. Um, one disappointing thing was the lack of crosses. We could have created more, even more chances than they did. You know, I agree with that. They had 17 crosses and didn't do much with them. Um, he also, lastly, he said. Uh, we're starting to see the next stages of our development, but we've got a long way to go. Um, I agree. Cause if this is the finished product, then it's not, it's not, not the best thing, but it's a step in the right direction. We're light years ahead of last year when we started mm-hmm. 0 and 5 or whatever we started. Um, yeah, what do you, what do you think of what the coach had to say?
1: Yeah. I mean, I definitely agree. And I'm, I'm glad he's seen it that way because, you know, you see some of these other teams that, have been playing so well and they're, they, they kind of get stale and play what they think would be good. And even though we've been winning, like you said, we've, you know, we've won, I think the last two games we've won 2-0 both games. And, yep. you know, I love to see that outcome, but, you know, to be able to say like, no, we can be better, you know, you know, I, that makes me excited to hear that from him because he knows what he can do with this team. This is a team that he's been, once he got here, he was trying to make changes to it. And, um, you know, there's a couple of changes people weren't too happy with this past summer. But it's just good to hear that he's confident in himself, confident in the team, knowing that there's still another level that can make it. And the fact that we're sitting there in fourth, you know, as a fan, and I'm sure for you, Richard, it, it's exciting to hear that because we want to push. The team wants to push each other and he wants to push that team. To the best that he can, so I, I just love it. I love his confidence in in the team. So
0: I agree, and I mean, like you said, at the time when they won, they were in fourth place. And well, what better way to you know get the team you know behind you and your tactics and and your approach to everything as then being on the table? If the team can see that you're in a high position in the table, they're gonna even want to follow you even more. If they were sitting in like 19th position right now or something, uh, I'm sure many guys would be buying out. So you know. Exactly results he's getting the results right now. Um you know, I I like that he he's seeing the things the way we're seeing it. There are managers will come out and they'll lie to you but pretty lie to the fans or to the media and say that um oh yeah this is we're we're playing really great right now, blah 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 blah. He's telling you no, we have a long way to go. Uh, we still have work to do. He's telling he's telling the team what you know what they need to work on. Crosses, uh, defensively. Um so it's good to see and you know he what I've heard he, he is Thinking the game twenty four seven, as soon as as soon as he, he could be at dinner and like pull out some you know salt shakers and pepper shakers and start drawing tactics there. Um, so <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, I um, mean, and that's the thing is like you know in certain situations when you beat a team two zero, it's like the coach is going to do high praise. Which I mean, he did praise the team, you know, when he was interviewed, but. You know, he's not candy coating it saying like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm totally happy with it. And he I'm sure he enjoyed the win, but he's just being honest. And that that's a good thing that you want to hear sometimes, you know, where it's like, no, we can be better or we, you know, we did this or we can improve on this crosses. And, you know, sometimes you have to be brought down from cloud nine to realize, OK, I'm happy we won. But, yeah, we still need. We still have some work to do. <laughs>
0: it kind of reminds me a little bit of, and, uh, and don't take offense if you don't like this team, I'm uh, using an NFL analogy here. It kind of reminds me of Bill Belichick after games. And he, every, you know team will just come and win, and he'll be like, you know, they didn't do this well, they didn't do that well. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I see why he's doing it. He's trying to keep them motivated, you know. So uh, don't, yep. get, don't get comfortable. Um, anyway, yep. I, I like the way the game ended up being for the I – mean, obviously a win is, win is <laughs> crucial, you know, getting points to keep up with the leaders. Um, overall, like, like you were saying, I thought they could have, you know, tied up a little bit defensively because there were some worrying moments. Overall, it was good to see, you know, Goretzka stay, fi- stay on, stay on a hot streak. Uh, Burke scoring. Um, you know, we didn't see McKenny obviously because he's injured, but we got to see Koke for the first time this season. I mean, Harrod continues to impress. So, um, like you, I was impressed with the game. Um, so listeners, I'm curious about you. What did you make of the match against Mainz? Tell us about it at, SO4 underscore podcast on Twitter. All righty. So let's transition now to uh, let's take a look at the table, actually. Um, We like like we were talking about at the at the time of the game when Schalke won, they were in fourth position. However, Hoffenheim played today who were one point behind at the time. Um, they played today and they drew, so they end up getting their level on points with Schalke. Um, but they have the advantage because they beat Schalke 2-0 earlier in the season. So they got the, they're technically in fourth. Uh, and fifth. So if you look at the table, um, the black and yellow team is in first with 20 points. Uh, they hold a tiebreaker over Bayern Munich, who have 20 points as well. One point behind them is RB Leipzig. Um, three points behind Leipzig is Hoffenheim and Schalke one point behind Schalke and place is Hanover and then so on and so forth. Bottom of the table, you got Cologne, Werder Bremen, Hamburg. That's, uh, I can't believe Cologne after such a great season they had last year. Um, but let's not go into that. That's another team. I don't, we don't really care <laughs> about that. Do we?
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> All right. So if you look at the table now, we're in, we're in fifth technically or tied for fourth, it depends how you want to look at it. Um, but we're only four points from the top spot. Um, that's pretty good compared to how it was last season, don't you think?
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I see it as fourth place, but other people see it as differently, but I mean <laughs> it, it is exciting. I mean, I know we're only nine matches in, but like you said i I mean we weren't I don't even think we were in the the top ten this point of the season. I think we we're like eleventh or something, by week nine last year, but i mean it's just it's just exciting to see where we're at um Still a lot of football left, but I'm I'm definitely happy with where we're at right now.
0: Yeah, so I mean let's look at I call it the Tedesco effect. Let's look at all the games so far this year. Um they started the season with a two oh victory over Leipzig. Um came back the second week, lost to Hanover one nothing. Uh then they then they played Stuttgart, and they won three one. Uh followed that up with a two one victory at Werder Bremen. There's was that game against Bayern Munich I was telling you about and they lost 3-0. Um, then the following week they, they followed up with a second loss in a row uh, at Hoffenheim to um, Tedesco's friend uh, Nagelsmann there. Uh, but they came back against a good Leverkusen team and they drew them 1-1. Um, then you had the international break coming in October October 14th to be exact. Uh, you know We played Hertha Berlin. Uh, got, came away with a 2-0 victory like you mentioned earlier and then Obviously, Friday we won two nothing. Um, the thing that I noticed from these results are um, not many goals against. I mean, if if I'm looking at it right now, there's one, two, three shutouts already this season, which is which is great. That's that's saying that you know Tedesco came in, you know, preaching defense and and wins, um, and their team has four wins, a draw, and three losses. Uh, Three losses are all clubs in the top ten uh, in, the, in the table right now, but you know they're giving less than a, less than two goals a game every game. Um, the one time they gave up three goals was against Bayern Munich, and I think that's the one time uh, Tedesco got his tactics wrong. Uh, yep. what, what do you make of the What do you make of the start so far? The first nine games.
1: Um, I'm happy about it. I mean, like you're saying, um, you know, we we've had three shutouts, which is great, and um, you know, the three losses do come to the teams at the top of the, at the top of the table. And, you know, obviously the Bayern Munich one was that one that really hurt. Um, I know the the formation we had against Munich was, I believe, similar to the one against Hoffenheim as well. I think it, I want to say it was the exact same formation. Yeah, you know, exactly. we got, we got shot out both of those games. So, I mean, obviously to be able to come back and, um, you know, adjust, you know, and, you know, take that, tie and then these last two games winning 2-0 um it's just really good to see that we're we're adjusting the way we're supposed to and you know the the where we're sitting on the table I think it was it was big and when I was looking at the schedule for the next couple weeks um I don't know if I'm going off topic here Richard no you're good you're good <laughs> but, yeah but um you know we have uh, you know we have two games coming up against the two bottom teams on the table which yep you know Technically, this ga- this game might have not seemed that big, but it really was a big game for us to to be able to win, especially with the you know the yellow and black bumblebees that no one really cares about, you know, <laughs> losing. And then you know, um, I know Munich and Leipzig both uh, won their games this weekend, but you know they actually have a pretty tough schedule coming up these last two games compared to us playing the two bottom teams. So I know I'm kind of blabbering about it, but I just think it's it's really exciting to be able to make sure that we take advantage of these next two games because this was a really big win for us yeah. personally, is what I the way I see it.
0: Really, actually, you know, if Wolfsburg, Freiburg, and Hamburg, uh, they're all in the bottom half of the table, um, so really the three of the worst teams in the league coming up. Um, so yeah, it's it's time to get some points there to catch you know the black and yellows. We are going to face them on November 25th. Um, one of our listeners on on Twitter said that you know, you know if Tedesco keeps us up, you know we should uh build a statue to him. And you know, I'm not gonna disagree with that because uh especially if they get a win against against our rivals, uh I I'd, I I'd, yeah, I'd wreck one right then and there, right after the game. In oh in, yeah, I'd, in Dortmund, I'd, I'd be happy with that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm just hoping that um you know they they kind of get beat up because I think they play Hanover next week and then Munich. Uh, the following week, and then um, I think they play Stogart and then us. So you know they play you know the next two weeks, like I mentioned, you know are are you know top five, two top five, top six teams that they'll be playing. So I'm hoping that they kind of get beat up, and hopefully we can uh, take advantage of that as far as point wise, and then hopefully when we play them as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, Tedesco, like I said, he got he got his tactics wrong His tactics wrong against Munich. Um, they really gave us a beating and it was three nothing. It wasn't nothing that was pretty about that game. Uh, I think the Hoffenheim score is a little misleading because it was an entertaining game both ways. Um, Hoffenheim scored early and it stayed that score until I think stoppage time when they got that second goal. Um, so, yeah. I, you know, I'm willing to give that one a break. Um, but overall, I mean, I think Tedesco with the, with the wins the rest of the season, um, He's starting to get the team to play, I guess, kind of how he wants. I mean, you can see, like I said, there's not many goals he's given up. They are scoring or they are winning um, a good amount, and they're keeping pace with the leaders. Um, I, w- I dare say that Tedesco effect is in full swing, and uh, it still hasn't reached his potential yet. Um, Tedesco will tell you that, and he already has. Um, but it's starting to go in the right direction, and I think it's big... How he decides to line, first, how they see these next three games before, you know, the big rivalry game, the River Derby. Um, they can't look ahead of that because those, though, you know, even though these three teams coming up are in the bottom half of the table, anybody can win any given Sunday. So, um, they got to be ready for each and one of these games. They should, they should come away with nine points. Um, anything less. I'm going to be disappointed. I don't know about you. Um, would you be disappointed if we didn't have nine points for those next three games? Yeah, um, you know... Considering who we're playing, I, I should say.
1: Exactly. Depending on who we're playing, I mean, I'm hoping we come away with nine points. I'd be disappointed um, if we came less than that. I mean, even if we tied a game, but if we lost one of those games, I think I would be very, very upset. But I, I'm, I'm seeing it as nine points. I agree with you. I'd be disappointed if it was nothing less than that.
0: And then the big thing will have to be when, when the River Derby Dubs come uh, end of November... How Tedesco, you know, reacts to that because he 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 reacted poorly to the Munich to the Munich tactics and and it showed with the three nothing scoreline. Um, how I almost said their name, oh, test test test. Yeah. Um, our rivals uh, our high, <laughs> are a high scoring team, Uh so th- he's got to find out some way to combat combat that with with good defensive play. And like I said, in this last game, they weren't as tight defensively as we would like against quality opponent. I'll say that. Um, so hopefully, you know, in his next three games, he'll take advantage of getting his, his defensive tactics better. Um, and he's ready for the, for the big game. It'll be his first, first taste of the action there.
1: Yeah, it's definitely going to be a memorable one, especially if it's a win, you know, and, you know, like you said, we definitely need to be prepared defensively. Cause I think, um, the tactics, as far as our attack is there, it's just, you know, like we mentioned earlier, it's kind of the defense that sometimes worries us in some parts and spurts of the game. So we definitely need to be prepared for them, especially them being such a high-scoring team, like you said.
0: So, do you like how the team looks so far? Do you are you happy the way the way the way it's developing?
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I I'm enjoying the different lineups that we're trying. I mean, I'm hoping by that. Rivalry game, we find the exact one that'll work best for us, not only defensively but on the attack. um You know, I know some fans that I know are you know really asking, oh, when's McKenny coming? You know, yeah, have yeah. people. I mean, I don't know much people that follow the Bundesliga, but the ones that do that find out that I'm a Schalke fan, they they know about McKenny now because his name is becoming more and more here in the state. So they're asking me like, when's he coming back, or why isn't he and I in the lineup? Yeah. You know, and I mean, obviously they got to remember he's young, and I'm hoping you know we we do end up taking advantage of putting him in the lineup. But you know, Tedesco knows what he's doing, and you know we want to make sure we're patient with him as well. So um, yeah, I'm happy with what we're doing. I'm I'm loving the different styles we're playing, and formations. So um, I'm just hoping you know we find what works for us, if that is with McKinney in the lineup or not. You know, coming off and as a sub. But um I'm d i am am happy with, with what we're doing, so
0: the team has, you know, good depth and I think with all these little subtle changes each and every game, Tedesco's looking at who the opponent is and trying to find out who'll do better. Um, you know, we had seen Konoplyanka a lot during the season, uh, but I guess in against Mainz he felt that DeSanto would be better fit uh against Mainz over Konoplianka and I mean, they won two nothing, so I can't argue with the man. Um mm-hmm. so he he must be he must be, you know, Uh, immersing himself with all this, uh, all this football because he's finding little things, uh, from each team that, you know, helps their, helps Shalka, you know, get over the hump. Um, that's, and that's good. That's good to see. That's, uh, it's good to see from a young manager. Usually that's the, the grizzled veteran managers that are doing this. So, uh, that's only good news for us, huh?
1: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, and I think him being such a young coach, I, I think that is something as a Schalke fan that we we kind of have to expect from him because, I mean, obviously he brought in who he can. You know, we lost a couple of players that we weren't too happy with uh, either leaving or, you know, us kind of just kind of letting him walk away. But, you know, he, he's still experimenting and being so young, I think that's something that's expected, you know. And I think personally, that's something I've, I've, I've really accepted wanting to see what's going to come next. I mean, I like I said, I do want us to find the perfect lineup, especially when it comes to like our, our big rivals. But um, you know, it's been good. I mean, it's just been different football to see, and it, it's exciting.
0: All right, before we close out, uh, let's let's look ahead. So we got Wolf- Wolfsburg next. Um, they're sitting seven points behind us at nine points, and they're in 14th position. Um, and the game is at home here at Velton's Arena. Here, uh, we're both in the U.S. Uh, the game is at Velton's Arena. Um, <laughs> do you want to make an early prediction for that game?
1: Let's see. Or how do you see um, that game going? Uh, I'm I'm saying three one. Um, I know they're for Schalke. Yeah, Schalke Let's winning three one. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> um, I know they they're sitting far behind, but I mean, I know they've been. Still putting up a couple goals. I know they they drew with uh, Munich a few few weeks back. Yeah. So, I mean they do have the attack, but I mean I, I I feel like I think we have enough of attack that we're going to put up three on them and hopefully win three one is my prediction.
0: <laughs> All i right. it'd uh, be nice to see three goals on on the score sheet there for us. Um, yeah, it's they're a tricky opponent. I know they haven't uh, they've been drawing a lot of opponents, especially big opponents like you said, like like Munich um hmm how do i want to go this i feel like they've they've done a lot this season haven't they um yeah. <laughs> because of the way they play defensively i guess not giving up too much i'm gonna say two nothing for schalke two that's nothing. what i'm gonna say another two another two no, a third two nothing game in a row that's what i'm saying
1: that'd be sweet <laughs> yeah
0: yeah so uh let's see if let's ho- hopefully one of us hopefully one of us is right in there. At, at least schalke <laughs> wins you know yeah. No draw, no the losses. Win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 Let's hope. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll have to uh, see how next week goes and we'll we'll send a, a tweet out on on Twitter to see how uh, how we did, how we compared. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I think we can uh, wrap this up. Um keep tuning in each week as we will bring you the latest from the Royal Blues. We want to thank Schalke and the Bundesliga for providing us tidbits for our podcast today. If there are any topics you would like us to discuss in the in the future, Send us a tweet at SO4 underscore podcast on Twitter. We'll have some more guests on in the next few weeks, so stay tuned for that. I'd like to thank again Daniel for joining us. Uh, Daniel, if people want to give you a follow on Twitter, where can they reach you?
1: It's Arzola72, uh, A-R-Z-O-L-A-7-2. A-R-Z-O-L-A, uh, uh-huh. Again, Richard, always a pleasure. I know this is our second uh time, me being on here, and I, I really appreciate it. I really enjoy talking uh, Schalke football with you.
0: Likewise, man, likewise. Uh, anything you want to plug or any shout-outs you want to give out?
1: Uh, no, nope, just uh, I guess my wife <laughs> and kids for letting me actually uh, do this podcast during dinner. <laughs> so, thanks Shelly thank you uh, kids
0: <laughs> <laughs> very good <laughs> alright once again I'm your host Richard Carmen. you can find me on Twitter as well at r underscore until the next pod comes stay ready and I'll be with you soon tschüss